When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, it's been a couple weeks off, and I wish I could say that there was a good reason for that, but honestly, it's just been procrastination on my part. Um, and I've been thinking about what I want to say, and I don't really have anything planned, but I do know what I want to talk about. I want to talk about failure, um, dealing with failure, what constitutes failure, uh, how to avoid it, how to make the most of it when it does happen to you, how to deal with it, process it, all that good stuff. So first things first, it's cliche, but failure is not final. And I know that you guys know this. I know that you guys understand that if you fail at something that it doesn't necessarily mean the end for you, right? Like you can always make a comeback. You can always try something else. You can take a different approach. You can learn to turn into something positive. The thing is, really failing at something, really just screwing it up, or going to the limit of your abilities and even pushing yourself past that and just getting to the point where it's like, I just can't do this anymore. It really sucks. Like there's, <laughs> there's no way around it. Even if it's something, you know, more simple than that, even if it's something like you're in school and you get a failing grade on something, right? It's disheartening. It's a little bit difficult to deal with. And the first thing is that you, you, you don't want to avoid those situations. You don't want to avoid that, that feeling, that possibility. And when it happens, you don't want to hide from the emotion. And it's hard to do. It's really hard to do, um, especially if you do it sober, especially if you do it without the use of any, like, you know, distractions, um, whatever stuff that you use to kind of numb yourself with. If you take that stuff away and you just deal with the emotion, it's, it's kind of tough. But it's, it's one of those things, you know, life is enjoyable because of the contrast with its own negative aspects, right? So you can't really fully appreciate the highs without the lows. And we talk about this when it comes to emotional processing, um, healing trauma, stuff like that. You know, if you bottle up the bad stuff, if you avoid the bad stuff even, you can't do that without also bottling up the good stuff. You can't take away the, the valleys without also flattening the peaks you, you've got to experience everything. Now, that being said, there's certain things you can do to move through those low points faster. And there's also things to do um, or that you can do that will make them more productive. And I think that the, the perspective is, is just crucial on this. It's absolutely um, vital that you have a good perspective on this. If you're looking at it as I suck, I failed, I, and you, like, you identify with the failure, you're going to feel pretty bad about it, right? If, it, if it's something that like, if, if that success or failure was a reflection of your self-esteem, if you were hinging your self-worth upon that, um, that victory or whatever, you're really setting yourself up for uh, a lot of pain. You're putting yourself in a bad situation. We all do it. I do it. Um, it's, it it's somewhat unavoidable. It's going to happen to some extent. But just a, a word of caution, the more that you can avoid attaching you, your, your sense of self-worth to the outcome, the better, right? And I talk about this sometimes where I say, you know, 
you shouldn't focus on, am I successful at this in a year? Like, let's say you want to write a book and you, you want to be a writer. You don't want to just write a book, right? You don't want to write one book and that's it. That's the only thing you ever do. You want to become a writer. Well, if you hinge all of your self-worth as a writer on the idea of getting a novel published, you know, this year, next year, whatever, if that doesn't happen, you might feel like you don't have the gift of writing. You don't feel like, you might feel like you're not cut out for it, right? You may feel like the world's out to get you. You may feel like it's just too hard. You don't have the skill. You don't have the talent. You don't have the, the drive, the discipline, whatever. You may feel bad about that, and understandably so, because you've associated your sense of success with something that you don't ultimately control, right? Like you don't necessarily control the timeline. You can do things to influence whether or not you get published. For starters, you can actually write the book. You know, um, you can do certain things to make it better. You can learn, you can educate yourself um, in terms of, you know, like how to deal with editors, how to um, go about writing proposals and stuff like that. You can self-publish, whatever. Like there's things that you can do to influence it, but at the end of the day, you might not have the final say and if it gets published or not you may write a very reasonably written book and it doesn't go anywhere people just don't respond to it the way you would hope they would or you just don't find the right editor any number of things could happen or maybe you do your absolute best and it's just not quite there yet you know you need some more practice you need more training none of those things mean that you've failed but if you've associated that specific tangible goal with your success, and that's the only measure of success that you have, you're going to feel like a failure. And that's one of those deceptive things because hitting that failure doesn't mean that you have failed as a writer. Maybe you failed at that particular goal, but that doesn't mean that like you shouldn't keep making, you know, stories. It doesn't mean that you should that you should stop practicing your craft. It doesn't mean that you should stop trying. It might not even mean that you should you should stop trying to publish that particular um, piece of work that you have. But it's important to have the perspective of, look, if I'm going to go through this stuff, let's say that you're, you're in your career and you're, you're trying to be successful, right? You're trying to make it and you hit some kind of failure. Maybe you're trying to start a business. You want to start a business and you go all in, now speaking from experience, you put in all the energy that you can, you do everything that you can, you think you're doing everything right, you get help from all the people that you can, um, you utilize all the resources that you have at your disposal and you just go all in. You do, you give it your best. And then the next thing you know, you're broke and you don't have, like, you got to go get another job. You got to go do something else. Like you're out of money. Um, you're out of time. And it, it's just, it is what it is. You know, the, what's the phrase? The fat lady has sunk. Um, I think that's an opera term, if I'm not mistaken. I've not heard it said in a long time, but it's, it came to me. I don't know. I want to bring it back. Either way, the point being that you, you've, you've followed it to its natural conclusion and there's no tangible success. Is that failure? I'll be honest, when I went through this not too terribly long ago, it actually really shook me up a good bit. Um, I, I've, I've had setbacks before. I've had minor failures. I've had things that have like, I didn't get that particular job or, you know, I didn't get that promotion or, you know, I, I wasn't, I didn't finish first in this competition or, um, whatever it was, like I, I've had plenty of failures. I've had plenty of setbacks. I've never really come up against something where I honestly gave it everything I had and I really cared and I kept caring and I kept going that I didn't eventually succeed, okay? Usually, one of two things happens if I start meeting a lot of failure. Either one, I change my approach, I figure something else and I keep at it till it 
clicks and it works and it's all good. Um, perseverance and there's time and a place for it. Sometimes I realize, actually, you know what, in that particular case, um, I actually don't even want to do this. Like even if I was successful, I think I would be pretty miserable. And so I take that failure as a sign, you know, and which of those two directions I go depends on a lot of different factors. And it, it, a lot of it comes down to just kind of in the moment decisions, because sometimes I think that failure is there for a reason, it's there to stop you. And in this particular example that I'm using, I believe it was such. Because basically what I had done is I had built up a career around a specific skill um, in a particular industry, and I was just giving it all that I had, and I was going all out, and it was consuming more and more and more of my life. And I was very focused on external success. I was very ex focused on achieving a certain thing, right? And I wanted to make it. I wanted to be a certain person. And through this failure, like I gave it all I had, I really did. And it, the fact that I couldn't make it happen actually really bothered me. And I, I got very depressed for a while. And I realized a couple of things. I realized one, even though my perspective was still, you know, okay, look, failure is not final. We can make it out eventually. I started to realize I might not make it out of this one. I will be okay though. I may not be able to succeed in this particular endeavor. You know, like there, I'm sure there's there's probably similar things that have happened in relationships where I've done everything I could and the other person just wasn't on board. And it's like in that case, well, I can't I can't fix everything by myself. This was another such thing. You know, it wasn't totally dependent on me. Other people were involved. And so I had to come to the point where I said, OK, I will be fine. But I, I at some point had to throw in the towel. That really bothered me like a lot because I wanted to make it. And I felt like a failure for a while. And I had to I had to take a step back. And I want to talk about some of the things that, that occurred to me when I was going through this and some things that have helped coach other people through. The perspective is absolutely probably the most important thing, but also, too, how willing are you to, to learn the lessons that are being presented to you? Because when you're confronted with the pain of, crap, I suck, this fell through, this didn't work, it's uncomfortable and your natural impulse is to kind of like shrivel up and hide a little bit. Like you want to, you want to turn around, you, you want to crawl in bed and make a cocoon and, you know, come out for a while. And that's fine to do for a certain amount of time, maybe like a couple hours, um, <laughs> you know, not, not for weeks on end, hopefully, but you definitely don't want to get to the point where you don't want to allow yourself to get to the point where you just are unable to process what's coming in. Okay, now if it's really overwhelming, take a step back, do what you got to do, get your head straight, but don't let it crowd out um, and obscure all of the, the little things that you could gain from it, all the, all the value that you could pull out of it. Because yes, you may be in pain, but don't let that, that pain put you in such a negative state of mind that you can't bring yourself to resonate with the positive lessons, okay? And that's a really big thing because it's easy to sit there and say, like, to look at somebody who's going through a hard time, looking who, who has failed at something, they've, you know, they're going through a breakup, they got fired, they, you know, failed a class, whatever it is, failed a business. It's kind of easy, it's tempting to look at them and say, well, there's a silver lining. There's something good here. And there is, I promise you there is. The reason that that advice usually goes over people's heads or is just they're not ready to receive it yet is because of the emotional state that they're in. They're in a negative frequency, right? And so that, that positivity is not going to resonate with them. It's just not going to click, okay? So when you are going through this, and you know, keep this in mind when you're trying to help other people, 
when you are going through this, make sure that you take a step back and understand that just because you feel like there's nothing positive, you have to separate yourself from your emotions. And I talk about this a lot. It's, easy, it's easier said than done. I understand this. Um, and I'm, I'm speaking from experience. I know how hard it is. I know that it doesn't always happen immediately. But you have to make the resolve to say, look, I get it that I'm in pain. I get it that I do not feel like this is going to work out and that there's no profound lessons that I'm going to learn. However, I'm going to act as though there is. If you just make that shift and you just allow yourself to feel feel bad, it's fine. Like you're, you're human, you're going through something negative. That's okay, there's nothing wrong with you and you're not gonna screw your life up by feeling bad for a little while, okay? But you've gotta be careful that you don't let yourself spiral out of control. And you, the way that you keep from doing that is by you make the conscious effort to fix your, your thoughts on something good, something positive. So in this particular case, one of the reasons that I struggled with it in this example is that I really couldn't find anything positive. And it wasn't because I was just like, oh, the world's you know, come to an end. It was like, I just, I, I was honestly trying to think about it. It was really tough. It took me a few days. It took me a few days of sitting and like, putting it to the side and just saying, okay, first of all, I had, to, I had to accept the fact that maybe I just couldn't make this work. Once I put it to the side and I detached myself from the outcome that I had um, prearranged in my mind, that's when things started to flow. And that's what you're going to have to do as well, most likely. Because if you're still, if your mind is still fixed on like, oh, but this certain outcome had to happen. You know, this is not a successful relationship if it fails. It's like, well, yes, obviously, but you can look like, I mean, you can look back at relationships that have fallen through in the past and realize, hey, that wasn't the right person for me. So actually the most successful outcome for that relationship was for, for it to fall apart so that I could learn the things that I need to learn to make myself a better partner to someone in the future. Same thing with a business, for example. That business wasn't right for me. That's okay, I made all the mistakes in that business. So now I'm gonna make less mistakes in the, one, in the next one and maybe this one will be right for me. You know, I get a little bit further this time. You know, last time I made some legal issues, um, you know, I didn't have all that stuff figured out because I just, I don't know what I don't know. Or maybe it was hiring mistakes. Maybe it was interpersonal skills. Maybe it was technical knowledge. Maybe it was financing. Who knows what it was, right? But it's like you fix that stuff and then the next time around, you don't make the same mistakes or hopefully not anyway, where you at least get further along, okay? So when you think, oh, I'm a failure because it didn't get to a certain point, well, maybe, or maybe you have learned exactly what you're supposed to learn from that experience. You've taken all the stuff that you needed to get from it. And if you just let go of it and allow it to be what it is and just move on to the next thing. Now, I'm not saying that every time you fail at something, you should just give up and go on to the next thing. I'm saying that there is a certain point, though, where you have to accept that, hey, that particular round is over. Okay. Maybe you're not moving on to the next thing, right? Maybe. Maybe you're staying in the same career. Maybe you're staying in the same industry, whatever. Maybe it was a promotion. Let's say it was, it was a promotion, just for example. Just because you get passed over the first time does not mean that you just stop trying, okay? I had an example. I think I've used this example before. I, I'm pretty sure I have where um, my second deployment, like right into it, I got passed over for promotion. I was kind of bitter about it. But then somebody took me under the wing, and they taught me how to present myself better. 
how to play social skills, how to how to play the game a little bit. And I took that, um, and I took some other stuff that I learned, but mostly the advice of this one person. And I kind of spent the next couple months like just really working hard. And then next promotion board came around, and I would just flew through it, no problem, right? So it's like in that case, it's like yes, it doesn't make sense to just throw in the talent, quit. Some people did though. A lot of people did it. A lot of people just looked at it as, well, I won't get my feelings hurt if I don't try, so I'm just not going to try. And they kind of made it a point to say, no, I don't want to get promoted. That happens sometimes. I really don't encourage that. Let me get some water. I don't encourage that for a lot of reasons. It's an example of a fixed, of a fixed mindset. Um, and it comes, the reason people do that is, is basically to avoid the negative feelings of rejection, failure, whatever. And all it is, um, you know, it's just that, well, they feel that way because if they don't succeed, they feel bad about themselves. And that seems pretty straightforward, right? If you don't do something that's, um, or if you, don't, if you don't actually go after something that you want, well, you can't fail at it. But at the same time, you do fail just by not going after it at all because you have to live your life with that unhatched potential that you could have had, that you could have experienced. So yes, sometimes though, there is a situation like this business, for example, the whole time that I was trying to do this, I was also battling, this is probably important to, to mention, I was also battling this feeling of like, I don't really want to do this. <laughs> like on some level, it was, I was forcing myself to do it because I wanted to, I wanted to be a certain person. I wanted to play a certain role. I saw myself living up to a character that I had built in my mind and I wanted to make it a reality. But it wasn't really authentic. It wasn't really coming from something deep. It wasn't coming from something real. It wasn't authentic. It was who I thought people wanted me to be. It was, you know, I, I wanted a certain, I, I wanted a certain type of recognition. I wanted to be seen a certain way. And I, I realized at some point that all the stuff that I wanted were things that other people wanted. I wasn't going after that stuff because I wanted it. It was just because other people thought it was cool. And on some level, I didn't think this out logically. It just kind of like the unconscious mind just kind of came to this conclusion. Well, if, if I have that stuff, they'll think I'm cool. You know, they'll, if, if I have the things that other people want, then other people will want me. And I had slowly built up this kind of um, facade of, you know, certain personality traits, certain things. And it wasn't totally fake, but it was definitely, um, it was like a static expression of a very limited aspect of my personality. It was not the full range of who I am. And it wasn't an organic expression of, of like my true nature in any given moment. It was kind of like I was holding a certain um, small little piece of myself out there and I was only letting people see that piece. So I was able to lie to myself and say, well, it's not inauthentic because I'm, you know, like it, it, this is me or it's at least it's an idealized version of me. But at the end of the day, playing that constantly was very draining spiritually, it was very draining emotionally, and it was very unsatisfying. Even when I, I achieved something, there was some pride in there. There was some, yeah, this is good, but it, it really did not fulfill me. I was not happy, and I just felt kind of empty. I felt like I had built this shell that I was kind of living through, and it wasn't satisfying. And so as I'm realizing this, as I'm heading these failures, I'm also realizing this isn't really authentic. This isn't really what I want to be. And at this point, I'm grateful for the failure because if I hadn't hit that wall, 
I would probably still be trying to do it. If I had, a, if I had had any success, I probably I had very little. But if I had had a, a decent amount of success, I would probably still be doing that. And to be quite honest with you, I hated the process. I hated every every in um, like individual piece of the process. There there were certain re rewards that I liked, but the the steps I was not enjoying. So I had to take some time and I had to take a step back and I had to say, okay, what do I really want to do? Who do I really want to be? Who am I? Like really deep down. And, you know, that's a whole separate topic of discussion and it's, it's not necessarily relevant to this. But the point is that because of that soul searching, because of that acceptance of failure, perceived failure, was actually a very good thing, right? Because it, it taught me that, um, it taught me to let go of things that I, I didn't need to hold on to, things that I shouldn't have been holding on to, right? And then there's other examples like what I mentioned with the promotion thing where that was actually just a character building thing. That was a trial. Like sometimes to get something that you really want, you have to go through failures. And pretty much all the time you do. Anything worth having is going to be difficult to get. So I've just, I've told the promotion story and similar things more often. So I wanted to give you guys a different perspective on failure because I think there's different kinds. I think there's the kind where it's like, hey, keep going, persevere, keep overcoming these challenges. There's also some times where it's like, hey, you need to evaluate why you're doing this, right? Because if you are just like totally, totally shaken to your core every time you get knocked down, every time you hit a setback, there's something deeper going on here. You know, it may be possibly that you don't belong in this thing. And that's totally fine to accept. I think a lot of times people have this pride, they have this ego, myself included. Um, when I say, uh, let me clarify, when I say a lot of people do this, I typically mean I do this and I tend to notice it in other people because I do it. Um, <laughs> so oftentimes I will not want to quit at something because I have a sense of pride attached to it, right? And it's difficult for me to walk away. The older I get, the easier it becomes for me to just say, eh, I don't really care. Screw it. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to leave because, you know, I just, the, the longer you go through things, the, the more stuff you lose, the, the easier it becomes to realize, well, yeah, that's going to leave, but something else is going to come. Yeah, I'm going to quit that, but I'm going to start this. You know, every ending is a new beginning. And it's like, it's one thing to say it, but after you experience it over and over, it starts to kind of click. It starts to, you know, it starts to resonate for you. So there's different types of failure. Um, but yeah, to circle back around to what I was just saying is if you're really being shaken up by it, if it's something that's hurting you, like on a deep emotional level, it's probably because you're attaching your self-esteem to that outcome. And that's something you've got to be careful with because like, let's, let's say that the, the thing that you're after is something that you genuinely want is something that is, it's good for you to pursue, right? It's not just a superficial thing. It's not something that other people just want. And that's the only reason you want it. Like there's, there's intrinsic motivation for it. You know, um, we can go like, you want to be a musician, you want to be an artist, you want to have a particular job. Maybe you want to be, I don't know, a doctor or something. Um, I don't know why you would want to do that, but let's say you want to do it. Let's just use it as an example. All right. And let's say that you, you want to be a doctor because you want to help people. And let's just assume that you have gone through the process of working through your childhood traumas to the point where you know for sure that you're not just doing it because 
your parents wanted you to do it or because you think it's cool and other people will like you or because, well, that's where the money's at, so that's what I should do. Or, you know, you're not feeling some sense of self-worth issue. Like, you just genuinely want to help people. I very rarely believe people when they tell me that they are in that profession or something comparable um, because they want to help people. I, it, when you get to know them, it tends to be there's something else behind the scenes. For the sake of example, let's just say that that's what you want to do and you enjoy medical stuff. You like studying, you know, that kind of thing. You're going, if you attach your, your self-worth to the idea of, I have to get straight A's. I have to get into this school. I have to graduate at this time. If I fail these classes, I suck. If I don't do this, then I suck. If I'm on top of my class, then I suck. If you, if you do that, like that's where you're going to feel failure a lot. Because every single time that you hit a setback, you're going to take it as a personal attack, right? Like it's going to be, a, it's, it's, you're going to take it personally. Whereas if you say, I'm dedicated to doing this. I want to be able to do it. I want to be good at it. I want to, to be this, this person, this thing. So I'm going to dedicate myself to it. And I'm going to assume the identity of someone who is becoming a doctor, becoming that thing that I want to do, whatever it is. If you attach your sense of self-worth to learning, to gradual, continuous improvement, to perseverance in the face of adversity, to growth, whatever it is, when you, when you pat yourself on the back for those things, not for the success, I mean, yes, celebrate the success, but you're, you're really complimenting yourself based off, hey, you know what, I didn't quite get the grade I wanted, however, I studied really hard. Like I did hours and hours and hours more than I than I ever have before. I put in a ton of work. I sacrificed X Y Z. You know, like I didn't watch TV for two straight weeks. I didn't, you know, take breaks for you know stupid stuff. I I was I completely turned my phone off, or I wasn't on TikTok. I wasn't on anything. Like I I really went all out. And no, I didn't quite get there. However, I learned a lot in the process and I developed a lot of focus and discipline and I'm going to take that into the next test and I'm going to learn from this and I'm going to get better and I'm going to move on. If you can take that attitude and say, I'm, I'm proud of myself for that, for those things, you'll never have a problem except for with things that, you know, you're really just not meant to do. If you attach your sense of self-worth, like if you want to make music, for example, and you only feel like you are a musician if you you know, get a song, what's the word, published? I don't think that's the right. If you, if you get signed, whatever it is, you know, if you're on Spotify, you only feel good about yourself if a record label wants to take you on and pay you millions of dollars. Well, most people don't, right? You may still get there. I'm not saying that you shouldn't go for that. I'm saying that if you have intrinsic motivation, if you love the, the, the crafts of making music, if you love the process, if you love expressing yourself, you're not doing it because you want to be rich. You're not doing it because you want to be famous, because you want the attention, because you want the accolades, because you want the lifestyle. Yes, it's fine to want those things. But if you're making music and you love making music and you say, you know what, I want to take it to the next level. I want to be a success. However, I'm not going to feel like crap just because I don't make millions of dollars off this. You should, you should go for it. If that's something that's in your mind, I, I completely encourage you to do it. I want you to try it try to do it. Um, and I want you to tell me if you succeed, let me know, um, invite me to one of your shows, but your, your feeling of, am I good enough? Am I successful? Should not be based on that one particular thing, right? For one thing, as you move towards that goal, it's going to change, right? Um, 
it, it, it's going to change in priority. It's going to change in quality, like in terms of what exactly that vision is. This is why I don't, you know, there's so many self-help people out there who I, I, I genuinely have a lot of respect for. They've helped me. They've helped lots of people, more people than I have. And I'm not hating on them. I'm not trying to say that they're wrong per se. I really just don't agree with the idea of like writing down specific goals. I just don't. I think that you should write down your goals. I think that you should make a plan and you should move towards it. But I don't think that you should restrict yourself to that, right? I don't think that you need to write exhaustive essays on exactly what you need to experience, right? I think that what's important, what those people are trying to get at, and this is moving in a little bit of an esoteric direction into kind of like the manifestation thing, um, and don't 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 worry. I'll I'll have an attack on the New Age spirituality community at some point in this rant, I'm sure. But what you're getting at here is the idea of manifestation, the idea of bringing about something that's not yet here. And it's, it doesn't. Everybody, if people fall into one or two camps, they say it's either unscientific or they say that it is scientific. I think that it is. You know, we're all creative people. Um, if you make music, what are you making music from? Like, you're not creating it out of nothing, but you kind of are in a sense. But you're really just transforming an idea into a series of sound waves, right? <laughs> that you're going to play in the same pattern over and over again. And that in and of itself is kind of bizarre when you really think about it. If you're, making a, if you're writing a book, if you're writing a novel, for example, you're taking your imagination which comes from seemingly nowhere, and you're turning it into something that other people can imagine. That's kind of magical in its own way, right? Like, it's kind of, it's kind of strange. So to say that, hey, I'm going to write down the goals that I have for my life, and I'm going to transform what I have now into that thing, well, you're not creating that out of nothing. You're not pulling it out of thin air. You're just changing enough of the stuff around you to reflect that vision that you have, right? And we live in a world of cause and effect, right? So if, if you know what you want, you can reverse engineer it. You can say, okay, what, um, how do I create this effect? What cause do I have to create to set a chain of events in motion to bring this about, right? And if you do those things, then that result will happen. Obviously, it's not as simple as knocking over a row of dominoes. It's, it's very complicated. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that can happen along the way. Anyway, the reason I'm, I'm saying all this and the, the way that it re relates to failure, I'm getting there in a roundabout sort of way. I don't think that you need to write down these long, exhaustive essays, these long, like exactly what I want. I think that what those people are getting at is that they, they want you to be able to picture it and to make it feel real to you. But the way that it feels real is not the details, it's the emotion. It's the way that you feel about it, Right. When you bring about something new in your life, if you're going to affect something outside of you, a lot of that comes from a very abstract place inside of you that drives you to do certain things that are actually tangible. And those tangible things bring about tangible results, right? We're not chasing after, you know, if you have the goal to be a famous musician, you're not doing that because you necessarily want the money, you want the... Um, the stuff that comes along with it, you're doing it because you, you want the way that, that it's going to make you feel, right? Now, the money may be a very useful tool for making you feel that way. The attention may be a useful way to make you feel that way. But you just want to shift your internal state. Like, honestly, if you could create that 
without the action, you'd probably be just as happy. Like, if you could be just as happy um, walking around doing nothing all day, wouldn't you want to be that happy? Like, of course you would. doesn't mean that you can't create something remarkable out of that state of total um, contentment. But the point is that you're, you're trying to create this certain emotional feeling. And when you plan stuff out ahead of time, you're, you're really just giving your unconscious mind a map. You're saying, this is my destination. I want to feel the way that this stuff is going to make me feel. And once you can imagine it, then unconsciously you start to you start to take the steps in the right direction. You start to align yourself in the direction that you need to move in, right? So you may you may start to slowly see opportunities that move you forward in that direction. You may start to realize, hey, instead of I'm watching TV right now, what am I doing? I could be making music, right? And it's this little stuff, it's little adjustments, these little course corrections that are going to move you closer and closer to that eventual. Um, goal of being of being in that state, but the unconscious doesn't really listen well when you write out all this stuff, all this this big map, this big essay. It listens to the emotion because that's how the unconscious works. It speaks through symbols, it speaks through emotions, and so it's gonna it's gonna it's going to resonate with the story that you tell yourself. It's gonna resonate with the the fantasy that you that you conjure up. The thing is, though, as you start taking real steps in the real world that goal is going to change a little bit. New opportunities are going to come up and you're going to say, oh, what if I did this instead? That would make me just as happy. That actually might make me more happy. You're going to grow as a person. You're going to realize that certain things that you thought you wanted or that you would tolerate, you don't want or you don't want to tolerate them. You know, you're going to, you're going to adjust that stuff. If you've got this really specific thing written out and you're like, oh, it has to be this certain way, when you throw that all out the window, excuse me, when you throw that out the window, you're going to feel like a failure. Or when you don't hit those marks, you're going to feel like a failure. If instead you have an idea of like, I want to be this type of person, I want to move in this direction because I want to feel a certain way, as every step forward that you take becomes a victory. Every step forward becomes something that you can resonate with, that you can feel proud of. And so those setbacks don't feel like failures anymore because you can change the story that you're telling yourself. You can look at it and say, you know what? There's never been a good movie without some moment of despair without some moment of like, oh, how are they going to get out of this? Or, oh, they screwed up, right? You need those. It's not fun when Superman just flies in and, you know, beats everybody up and doesn't even get hurt. You know, he gets hit with the, the nuclear bomb and walks away from it. It's like, ah, well, this is kind of boring, right? And it would be the same thing with your life, too. You want those setbacks. You want those failures. You just don't know that you want them, right? And if you let yourself get sucked into them, if you let yourself get absorbed by all that negative stuff, feeling like, oh, I didn't get the specific thing. Well, it's because you didn't, you, you, you didn't tell you, you didn't put your perception, um, your, your perspective in the, in the right frame. Reframe the, the negative stuff. Um, you know, if you can change the story that you're telling yourself, you can usually change the emotional um, state that it puts you in. So if you, if you look around and you say, oh, man, like I failed, I sucked at everything, and, you know, this relationship fell through and I got fired at the same time, if you tell yourself, like, wow, my life is in shambles, well, you're going to feel like your life is in shambles. If you look at it and say, hmm, I lost a lot of stuff that wasn't right for me, <laughs> I can start over and do anything I want. Well, then it becomes exciting. Then it becomes an adventure that you can, um, you can sink your teeth into, you can get excited about, right? All right. Let's see if I have any notes here 
If not, we will wrap it up. Oh yeah, a couple things. Let me get some water. Let's also look at the other side of things. Sometimes life sucks and it's tough again to figure out like what's the positive lining in this? Like what's, what's the positive outcome with this? One thing that I find works very well if you are in that negative space, here's a little bit of practical advice for you. Let's get out of the, the negative stuff. I won't attack the spiritual community quite yet. I might later. Who knows? The night's still young. Well, let's give you some practical stuff. When you are in that really negative frame of mind, you just don't feel like you can quite focus on the positive stuff. What do you do? Well, for one thing, if you, if you look at it and you can't see anything good, you try it and you're like, but no, I lost everything. No, I'm an utter failure. No, all this stuff sucks. And like, no, I, I didn't even learn anything. Like, I don't even know how I failed. Okay, one very good trick with that is to look, okay, looking forward, shift your perspective, looking forward, what can I do? How can I use this in the future? And one thing like for me, like, and this might not work for you guys, but for me, something that works very well is I look and say, if I, if I hit these setbacks, I say, how am I going to use this to inspire other people, right? How am I going to take this on the show? How am I going to pull some information out of this? How am I going to just like even those moments of like just abject suffering? Where I'm just like, I hate this, but I know that in six months I won't be feeling this way. I don't know how I won't be feeling this way, but eventually I'll feel better and I'll be able to talk about it. And that's going to help me help other people. How can I use this in the future, right? Like even if I have lost all my money, I've lost this supposedly perfect relationship i've lost the job that i thought i wanted so badly i tried my hardest and i couldn't get that prom promotion or whatever it is or um i couldn't make the sale i couldn't do whatever i couldn't hit my goals how can i still use that in the future to inspire other people is this something that i'll one day be able to talk about yes okay then it's not totally bad and that helps me now it may be something completely different from you or for, for you excuse me and it probably is, unless you have a podcast, but um, or if you have very similar life goals as me. And I'm not saying it has to be that by any means. I'm just saying when you can shift out of what's the positive in it right now versus can this one day help me? And the answer to that is always yes. One of the things that helped me, you know, when I was going through this particular example, I was listening to podcasts of other people who have failed in business, people that have, you know, people that are already successful, obviously, and they're looking back, it's like, oh, yeah, I felt at this, I felt at this, I felt at this. And I hadn't really, like, resonated with that quite yet, because I'd always been like, yeah, I felt too, but then I, you know, at some point got over it. And now I'm thinking, you know what, I've actually failed completely. And that's great, because I have never had that story before. So this is actually a really positive thing. I, I love this, because it makes me a more um, interesting person. It makes me a little bit more um, able to communicate better with, with other people. Because if you don't, if you haven't been to the experience, then it's kind of hard to coach somebody else through it. It's like, okay, this is actually a really good thing for me. This is really good. And if nothing else, you look at these other people who have had massive success and they look and say, yeah, I completely failed at this stuff. And I eventually just gave up and I went to something else, failed at that too, went to something else. Eventually something worked. And then all the lessons I learned along the way, they did not make sense at the time, but at some point, they add it up. That's what you're looking for. Your suffering does not have to make sense right now. As long as you can take it, put it in a little bundle and say, all right, one day I'm going to be able to unpack this and I'm going to be able to make something out of it. 
if I can do that, it will have been worth it. As long as I don't quit. If I quit, if I stop trying, if I say, oh, okay, I'm just going to go work at Walmart and that's going to be the rest of my life forever. Well, okay, in that case, you're kind of, I don't know if you can say you're failing, but you're giving up in yourself. And that's not, that's, that's not the move. That's not what you guys should be doing. Okay? Another thing that can be very useful with this is if you can shift it and start thinking, is there a way that I can help other people um, avoid these mistakes? Is there something I can do that will keep other people from having to suffer the same negative outcomes as I have? A lot of great businesses are born out of that, all right? A lot of phenomenal people in the world in general get a lot of their, uh, what's the word? Uh, not motivation, but they, their inspiration, I don't know. A lot of people that have done tremendous good in the world have done it out of a place of recognizing a need from when they didn't have anyone to help them. You know, they look around and they need some kind of support or there was something they didn't know that they wish they had, and it just wasn't there. But moving forward, they're able to teach people. They're able to take that experience of like, oh, man, I had to figure this out for myself. They can turn around and they can help other people not have to suffer in the same way. A lot of great stuff is born out of that. And it should not be underestimated. Um, and even if you don't want to start a business. Just understanding that you become more valuable to the people that you care about, even if you don't know them yet. The people that you love, whether they're in your life yet or not, you become more valuable to them. And that should be enough, right? Like even if you're totally single, you think, well, my future spouse and children, my future best friends, my future whoever, they need me to be the kind of person that I'm growing into. And this is the kind of experience that's going to make me that person, right? This is the, the, the time that I get to decide which direction am I going in. And if I don't decide to go in the direction of growth, then I'm letting those people down. And I don't want to let them down because they're awesome. And it really comes down to that a lot of times. It's just understanding that, like, well, after the dust settles, I'm not saying, like, don't take some time to grieve and mourn and process and, like, you know, let the overwhelming cascade of, uh, negativity subside, take your time. I'm not saying that you have to like, get over it immediately, but once the dust settles, I mean, at some point life goes on, right? Like I can't think of, and I've had this happen a few times where I've like, I honestly was just like, I cannot see a way through this. I can, I just cannot figure out how I'm going to get through this. Sometimes it was relationships falling through that I had like, I had kind of just abandoned any idea of like, being alone ever again and so to like let go of all that was painful there were times where i had careers that i had i poured everything into and it just it couldn't even it was so hard to think about doing anything outside of that and then i'm realizing crap i have to let this go and it's like it shakes you up it's hard and i've i've had many times where i've just sat and like i can't do this right now and so i go to bed and i wake up the next day and it still kind of sucks but then the next evening i'm like you know what Eventually, I'm going to wake up, and I'm, it's not going to hurt that much, and I'm going to get bored. So, <laughs> I mean, like, life keeps going on. At, at what point do I say, all right, screw it, let's, let's get myself together? Might as well do that now, or I might as well take the first step now. And so I'll get my notebook out, and I'll start working again, or I'll take my computer, and I'll start, you know, doing whatever. 
or start thinking, I'll start, okay, well, what else could I do? What, whether, what other direction could I move in? Or maybe there's something I haven't thought of yet, whatever it is. Um, and there's definitely a point where you've just got to let stuff go. But yeah, no, understanding that life goes on. One day, this will be something that you look back on. It, it's not going to resonate, like I said, all the time. Sometimes you've got to just feel the negative stuff. And you need to know that that's okay. I think that's really important because people beat themselves up too much. They're, they're way too hard on themselves. Um, they just expect that they're going to be perfect. They expect that they're going to make it all the time. That just because they really put everything they had into something, that it should happen. And if it doesn't, then it's because there's just some, something fundamentally wrong with them. Or that they're not destined to be happy. Or they, they're just like, their identity is that of a failure. And that's, it's not fair to yourself. So... Remember that next time you're going through something. It's okay. It's fine. Um, go, go to anybody who you admire. Go to any, like, celebrity or, well, maybe celebrities aren't always the best example, but go to anybody who's successful in the field that you care about or something that you're interested in and listen to their story and see how many failures they had. It's okay. Like, it's perfectly fine. And disentangling yourself or untangling yourself, is that a word? I don't know if it's a word untangling yourself from the outcome from the need to have things work out a certain way is very important because that need for things to be a certain way it's just your ego it's just that false sense of self that you've tied your feelings of worth to and you need to let that go and understand that you are valuable as a human being no matter what happens no matter what what outcome you achieve and once you accept that you understand hey you know what I'm perfect exactly the way I am, even in failure, because that's part of the process people go through to be successful in the long run. So the fact that I'm going through this now means that, you know, my story is unique, right? Like, it's not going to be exactly the same as somebody else's. I may have more setbacks than other people. I may have more catastrophic setbacks than other people. It's because everybody's got to be a little bit different. Otherwise, life would be boring. So it's okay to, to be in that state. Just accept that and understand, you know what? I'm still where I'm supposed to be because I'm still living my life. I'm still moving forward. I'm still doing the best I can. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. And if you just pull back and let go of your need for things to be a certain way and just do your best to move forward in whatever direction seems best at the time with whatever information you have and you make the, the necessary adjustments as you go, everything will be fine. At some point... Things will work out if you stick at it long enough. You may have to, you know, change directions more times than you would like. Again, that's just like, well, things should be this way. doesn't matter. They're not that way. You have to deal with reality. You have to, to look yourself in the mirror and say, it doesn't matter that I thought things should work out a certain way. They didn't. So what am I going to do about it? Am I going to look at myself as somebody who's just incapable of success? Because that's ridiculous. Or am I going to look at it as... I need to be more resourceful. I need to change the story that I'm telling myself. I need to change direction. I need to think in new ways and try new things. That will get you through it. So, great talk. Always love hanging out with you guys. Um, hit me up on Instagram. It's probably the easiest way to get in touch with me. If you are looking for coaching sessions, some one-on-one, -on -one, helping you guys get through this stuff, um, yeah, I've actually, that, that side of things has been growing lately. I've been having um, a lot more people jumping on coaching calls. And the fact that I have people 
like repeatedly over and over and over again, um, wanting to come back for more, I take that as a really positive thing. I take that as I'm actually helping people. And I honestly would prefer that over just a, a ton of people that come through once and I never see them again. Um, again, that's, that's me being attached to certain outcomes, but um, it's good stuff. Also, keep sharing the show, guys. Um, we're still number, or still in the top 1% of most, most shared podcasts in the world, and that makes me very proud. I'm very happy. Um, thank you, guys. That actually means the world to me. I appreciate it. I'm glad that you, that you see fit to share this with people. Um, I'm sure that I can rub some people the wrong way, and it is what it is. But the fact that you guys are, are sending that out there means the world to me. And I'm, I'm glad that I'm spreading some kind of positivity. And I'm also really glad that you guys are taking it upon yourselves to spread that same message, to, to send it out to people that you care about and to try to, um, to, to try to help the ones in your lives. Because not everybody does that, so you should feel proud of yourselves as well. But yeah, hit me up, guys, if you want to do some one-on-one -on -one stuff, and I will see you soon. Good luck.